everyone, it's Priya. Welcome back to all our, I would say, our core listeners from day one, which is our first podcast, which was all about habits. And also a warm welcome to our new listeners who will be joining us for the first time. You may have just searched this topic or just wanted to check us out, but please, I do urge you to go back to our first podcast and really join the journey with us because we want you not just to listen and engage on this podcast on a single basis, but be part of what we are and what we stand for. So the reason my sister and I started Systematic was because we just felt like over the years, we've just built up so much knowledge within the area of personal growth and development. We just want to impart that knowledge onto other people. You know, it's helped us in so many areas. We just thought, why not bring this to the wider community, which is the world? Hi guys, it's Alicia, aka Leash, which is the other half of Systematic. And like Priya has already said, if you've been following us from day one where we got kickstarted, we're all about sharing our approaches to aligning your mindset, uh, sharing our journey through what we've learned in personal growth, uh, personal development, and we hope that we are able to help you in many different ways. So today's topic is all about resilience quite a big word some of you might feel like do I really know what it means I'm not too sure but you know we always like giving definitions so resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties it's really just having that mental toughness and over the years I think this is something that we've grown Um, it, it wasn't something that we've had from the start or even growing up I can't even think back to the sort of situations I've been in Um, growing up and you know when we're at university we might be a little bit more immature we don't know how to be resilient because we haven't experienced life just yet but after you know going through university starting a career and you know doing other projects as well we it's really helped our resilience build up and we want to share with you what resilience is how to develop it and also how to maintain it before we go into resilience, let me just introduce myself once again. This is Shrey. You might have heard of me since the second dropped. It's quite a good name, isn't it? The second. We're going to go through a bunch of episodes. I've been working with this ladies for quite a few episodes now, and it's just been a great journey. And we're only at the fourth episode at the moment. We wanted to make sure that we just put out content. So we thought, you know, we'll just record in a series and we'll uh, post them out as scheduled every other week or so but we're coming down to kind of the consensus that we're going to post it out every single week so do look forward to that and follow our instagram so with that being said let me give it back over to priya to start off this entire conversation thank you shrey it's always good to have you on and especially with this topic so we're going to cover why is it so important to, in our life and especially right now to build and work on resilience also how can you measure it you know Is there a scale? Can we determine how resilient we really are? And we also hope to uncover and answer all these questions throughout our conversation with the sister and the Mattics. So I've actually um, done a lot of research within this particular area and I had come across a book which is called Building Resilience in Children and Teens. Now a lot of you that may be listening, you may be thinking, I'm not a child. I'm not even a teenager anymore. <laughs> and uh, why is this book the, at the forefront of this topic? So it's a research done by Kenneth Ginsberg, who is a pediatrician. Hope that I said that P- correctly. Pediatrician. Pediatrician, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. And he is, he's kind of created this method and 
analogy you could say or a reference point in his book where he talks about the seven C's of resilience and that's going to form the foundation of mm -hmm. our discussion and we are very authentic because we're going to also share how resilience has been built over the years for us as individuals yeah. but really cover the framework because it is so powerful and captures resilience in all levels so as you can see the magic word it's resilience for sure yeah so while listening to the next seven points, we're going to evaluate these attributes. And although it is dedicated to children and teens, we can apply it to adult life too. Mm -hmm. So the first C is competence. And this is all about recognizing good behavior or an action and also encouraging someone when they're doing the right thing and giving them that chance to develop themselves and expand a little bit more. So, you know, really think about when you were young, were you uplifted to pursue a particular interest or passion? Or did your parents say, you know what, you have to go study this at university or you have to go into this career? So even as adults, are we encouraging other people's um, passions? Are we supporting mm -hmm. them? Or do we even support our own? I think it's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Are we supporting our own passions and interests? It's a very true question, isn't it? If you don't support yourself, then you can't go to other people asking for support. Because then if you can't come home and clap for your damn self, then why would you expect applause from anybody else? In regards to that, let me just give it back to a quick story. I don't think, because I know you mentioned to your parents support you know what you choose to do in life at university or something i think i'll be safe to say that i have i've had parents who have always said do what makes you feel happy and i've always been part of that kind of climate and same with my brother you know we do what we chose to do definitely and competence is built over time you don't become competent overnight it's a, mm -hmm. a process and the way this links back to resilience is when you are working on something and you're developing a skill set I know it's linked heavily to confidence, but when you are also encouraged and supported, this is when you were younger, you were like, yeah. you know, well done, this is yeah. great work that you've produced, and it becomes a strong skill set of yours, it just builds into your mindset that, you know what, this is something I'm good at. You know, Shrey might think, you know, Priya's not good at doing X, Y, Z, but I know over the years I've worked on something. That. Yeah, Shrey would never <laughs> say that, but it's just a principle of, having resilience is also knowing that you're competent and having the history where you look back and think over the years yeah, so I'm many people have yeah supported me encouraged me and i am a result of that outcome exactly it's having that track record right yeah. you can look back onto your past history and be like you know i've done this therefore yeah. i can do this definitely and that's where confidence comes from if you've yeah. had results then you can be like oh, you know what i've done something that i was fearful of but i was competent enough to follow through mm -hmm. on it so it's not actually being competent enough to do the activity, but it's the competence to start it with confidence. Yes. And that leads nicely onto the second C, which is confidence. Um, and they all form very well together. You'll yeah. see that everything is really connected. And confidence is really everything. You know, believing in your own abilities, believing in yourself. And that comes down to your own personal self-image. What do you think of yourself? Because that's what defines your whole life. And I know we touched upon self-confidence a little bit in our previous episodes, but self-confidence is something that grows with positive action. Yeah. And going back to the first C as well is, did you have someone encouraging you and developing your confidence? Yeah, it's something that comes from inner you know, inner being, but there should be people around you who are supporting you and adding to that confidence. 
the more you do something, the more confident you'll become. And that's where the consistency comes in, you know, taking any, taking a new interest, pursuing something new. It's about overcoming and achieving um, better results and that impacts your confidence. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. And we all, we all know that when we embark on a new opportunity, there was that one point where we were totally clueless, we didn't know what we were doing, and it was completely a new territory. So we understand that is part of any new venture, but the confidence is within your own capabilities. So yeah. they're, they're, from the book and all the insights, he mentions and covers that confidence is can start from when you're really, really young and you build up on it, and that links to competence. And it's all just very nicely interlinked. Yeah. I think one book that I really read was, um, really liked from what I read, <laughs> was the uh, Four Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. And there's two quotes that I saved onto my notes. And it's, he basically says, don't practice till you uh, get it right, practice till you can't get it wrong. Mm. Right? So it's not just if you get it right once, that's not the end of it. You keep going until anytime someone asks you to do it in the middle of the night, like my mom used to say, sure, practice the timetables. If I wake you up at you know, 3 a.m., you should know what 9 times 9 is. And it's because you have to you know, yeah. give that practice and you have to become automated. And with automation comes confidence. So build up that system within yourself where you're running on automation. Nice. I like that quote, you know, autopilot your life. And it's, it feels like we're at a, a business seminar. <laughs> but the third C is connection. So as we all know, connection with people is key. This is family, friends, peers, colleagues, even the wider community. Pets. Yeah, even pets are part of family. <laughs> and it gives a sense of security. So right now, the current period we're in, we might maybe lacking the yeah. connection. Mm. And this can affect our resilience. This is automatically going yeah. to affect our mental well-being. But I genuinely feel it's getting the connection, even if it's virtual, maintaining it. So are you part of a group of people that are connecting regularly? Mm. You know, sometimes when you're connecting with your friends, you may be just doing it ad hoc. It's not like it's a weekly check-in. Yeah. You know, you may be having those conversations. But the whole idea of connection is when you feel that you're more part of a bigger group, it will make you feel like you're part of more than just yourself. So how do you feel when you are alone versus when you are with others? Now that first element, how do you feel when you are alone? You should be able to answer this because we've probably spent a lot of time by ourselves. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to connect with yourself first before you're connecting with others. Like, can you spend time on your own and connect on a deeper level and understand your thoughts? And like you said, it is a tough time. People want to still have that connection, but it really comes down to... Um, connecting online with people that you know and still making the best out of it and turning it into a positive experience rather than making it more negative where it will Im impact your you know mental health and well-being exactly and with mental health i know on the october 10th was world mental health day but i feel like it shouldn't be just one day right i think yeah. you should be practicing mm. a lot of self-care like we touched yeah. on that but also you know when you said it, you share that you should spend some time with yourself and this is one question that people like find difficulties in answering. Oh, what you like? What what's your hobbies? What are your interests? And people go blank on that because a they define themselves as given company, but do they have enough personality to spend with themselves? And it's sad because some people don't like to spend some time with themselves because their thoughts aren't that great, and that's where mental health comes from, right? Yeah. It's because they don't have that self-image to spend some time alone. 
Yeah. And during you know such strenuous periods that we've gone through over the past few months in 2020, we see the rise in depression. And because yeah. you know winter's coming around and the lack of vitamin D as it is in the UK, is going to spike up. Mm. And it's unfortunate, but the only way around it is by addressing it with yourself first and seeking out that connection that we're talking about with other people. Yeah. And having that mental fortitude to understand whether this person is going to help you out or not. Mm. Because if people are just around to have a good time and not remember you in a way where they would come back to you and you know actually feed in your life in a valuable method then maybe reconsider who you're hanging out with and that's yeah. why the association is so powerful yeah definitely and also have an action plan so if we're going through every c yeah you know with connection you know you may not be part of a, a community that's connecting regularly why don't you form that community you know i don't know if you enjoy reading form a book club online yeah. i know it's a lot of time on screen but considering the situation we're in i think that's that's the only solution There's no other we way. have yeah? yeah unless we can do the what's the technology where you can create your body holograms, holograms unless, yeah. you know until we get to there and it's just understanding work with the resources that we have and form those connections and seek joy in that as well because i know a lot of people saying i don't want to be on my phone all the time Mm. but then if you're not on your phone it's very difficult to connect, connect. with other people but yeah. then pick up a book and read it or like you know draw something or learn a new language and it's all yeah. nice to say that right it's really difficult to yeah. start it I've, I've tried learning Spanish over the um, past few months I can only say una manzana which means one apple <laughs> that's, that's progress though one yeah. apple a day keep, keeps the doctor away <laughs> don't even know how to say that in Spanish by the way yeah but in terms of hologram I was going to mention we've seen far too much black mirror to know what could go wrong so, but in, even in that case, I'm just saying, you know what, be the light bearer. Because, you know, at the, end, at the beginning of every single Olympic ceremony, there's somebody who passes the torch on. So be that torch, be the light for other mm-hmm. people. And the only reason you could do that is so you feel better. Yeah. And that, you know, helping other people and acts of service is a great love language for yourself as well. And if you haven't read that book, do go read it, right? Spend some time with yourself, love yourself in the right way, where then people have actually a lot of fun being around you. And that's where connections will just be built up naturally. Like, I have a friend who just can't but ooze confidence. You guys know who it is, right? Um, And he would be, he's not an attention attention grabber, but he can't not be the center of attention because this is the way he is. Whereas I'm a bit more quiet, quieter, reserved, but I'll open up around the right people. Mm. But I've I've learned to, you know, grow and talk to anybody now, as long as they're receptive, because I'm not going to waste my time with people who don't ask me how I am. Because we've had that, isn't it? Oh, how are you doing? Good. All right, that's the end of that conversation then. Right, yeah. That's not connection. That's just nothing. It's not going into it deeper and really yeah. having a conversation where you're interested in getting to know more about how that person's actually feeling. And I think that goes nicely into the fourth C, yes. which is character. And really, first of all, you need to understand and know, do you have a moral compass and do you follow it? You know, what is your understanding of what is right for you and what is wrong? And is there something that you look at, you know, I want to do this or I don't want to do this because this feels right or this feels wrong for me. And having that real sense of understanding, which will allow you to make better decisions. And that's what resilience is. It's, I think making better decisions is part of being mm, resilient. Yes. Because... It's not just about, you know, me in this moment. I need to think a little bit more long term. Like, how can this affect me further down the road? You know, am I making the right decision or am I just, you know, being a little bit confused within the moment? Yeah, and I really like that, um, Leisha. I feel like character building is a lifelong process. 
and I really love how resilience has now gone into making more fruitful and better decisions because yep. if you're resilient you are able to consider all your options and then eventually in terms of your reasoning you're able to get to the right decision for you but the only way you can get to your right decisions is by understanding your moral compass so this is really going down to your values you know what do you stand up for what example the way i look at it is whenever you're trying to understand more about yourself have a value assessment this is very very simple there's a lot of tools that you can use but it's literally getting up a load of words that are value orientated having them on your screen or have them printed out have those words in front of you and then work through by picking your top 10 mm -hmm. that's going to define you that's going to stand out to you that's your 10 values and then strip it down pull out the five what are those five things that mean the most to you and then narrow it down to three things i've done this before and this is so powerful because those three things you'll realize that you will not compromise in any area amongst those three things and those will formulate and be part of your moral compass now the other thing is you might be thinking is your compass four or three for me a compass is three in my head so just figure out what's right for you and drive that and you'll realize how you will be more resilient in your decision making because you know what is aligned with your morals exactly and i think uh, when it comes to moral compass alignment you have to of course understand draw that map or where your values lie and i think the biggest one comes down to i think i'm going to connect with connections because you know when you're connecting with new people you need to understand what are your boundaries and with character it's very being introspective what's yeah. your personal climate look like what is when you look into yourself and do you understand if somebody offends you in a way by not responding to your messages yeah then is that are you gonna let that fly mm. because it shouldn't fly right i mean like it should get back to you eventually i mean you know it's a couple of seconds on the phone to just call or text back and that's one thing that I have a huge boundary with. Like, I really appreciate accountability. Yeah. And I know people say they're really good at communication, but boy, I've been praying for a lot of strength when it comes to communication with other people <laughs> because it'd be like, I've sent you a message and you've had days and you're not that busy. Come on. Yeah, especially right. when people are constantly on their phones. It's like we don't even give our, give ourselves a break from yeah. using our phones. And yet you kind of wonder, like, how are people communicating with others? And exactly. I saw this, you know, on Instagram, how it has the the daily usage reminders. So it'll mm -hmm. be like, oh, you've you spent this much time. Exactly, right? So I've got the reminder on it. And I started from the very beginning. So I went two hours, one hour, half an hour. I'm still working my way down. But there was this post that I saw that people were putting up eight hours a day. And that's a full-time job. Oh, wow. Scrolling through Instagram. What are you doing? And so it's like, so you have that much time. And I, I see your name there. So mm -hmm. don't act like you don't know. So you, you're on your phone. You just choose not to communicate. Then why are you worth my time? Mm -hmm. And that's my moral compass. That's yeah. good. Yeah, this is a more practical example. Yeah. Because your moral compass, the actual word may be accountability, but how does it actually play out in day-to-day? -day? Uh, I think that's very valuable. Thank you, Shrey. And shall we move on to the next C? We're on number five. I know you guys are probably thinking seven Cs. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot Burning of content. Yeah. yeah, content, a lot of content there. But let's go over number five. So the fifth C is contribution. And this is, you know, how are you adding value through what you're doing on a daily basis? You know, what are you doing that is your own act 
of service. I know Shrey mentioned this yeah. is one of the love languages is acts of service. And, you know, what are you doing for yourself? But also, are you opening up to other platforms and asking for help, contributing to other things? You know, when you're helping somebody else, it actually feels really good. It's a very rewarding feeling. And I know when we were younger, we were always encouraged to help each other when we were put in pairs yeah. and, you know, work together to solve this because that's what it's all about is contributing to the better good yeah definitely and one part of the book um that the the quote that i absolutely love asking for help is a big part of being resilient so at first you may actually feel that this doesn't sound right you know Mm. if you're resilient don't you have the answers to everything you should know what you're doing if you've got that capability that capacity to bounce back but in fact the truth and the matter of Kenneth Ginsburg perspective, especially children who learn to cope effectively with stress are actually better prepared to overcome life's challenges. Wow, that for me was absolutely mind-blowing. And sometimes we we have that. Sometimes people are so afraid to just ask for help Mm. and they're not realising that... They look at it as a weakness. Yeah, and it's a shame that we're living in a society where asking for help is deemed to be not a good thing, but... Mm. In this perspective, especially when you're younger, asking for help is a big part of being resilient because yeah. there are some problems that you cannot solve on your own. Mm. Fact, you know. And call yourself out on it, right? Understand yeah. that you don't have all the answers and it's okay to not have those yes. answers. I think people pride themselves on too much, but like, you know what, if I ask, they say, weakens myself, and that person will then see me as somebody who doesn't know this. Mm. But it's okay. If they actually care for you, then it'll be fine. Because I, there are certain things that I don't know, and, you know, the people that I who are older than me and who have a lot more experience than me and I'll go up to them I'll ask even my best friends I'm like you know what do you think about this or yes. this example right I'll be yeah. like oh, do you think I should go get a master's and I've asked you Priya that I've asked Alicia that I've asked yeah. a bunch of my friends and they all give me different answers nobody's like oh just do what you want that's a dead answer <laughs> right it's just like then that, I was like why am I asking you then but they're not going to give me that answer I know you Priya you've given me way out the options yeah and because you've done a master's as well and then Alicia asked me, think about your other plans in place. Are they going to be pushed? Or can you balance it out? Now, that's what I mean, right? Just ask for help and it's okay. It'll be okay. Now, for the next C in question is coping. Now, we all need coping strategies in our lives to manage our stress. But what is stress? It could be positive stress, it could be negative stress, right? Mm. Positive stress is working out. It's also the stress of learning something new because, you know, everything has a learning curve. And I think we should just accept that, that it's going to take some time. And... You can do whatever you want, but you just need to have the patience to execute it. But let's go into a few examples of what something might be that would require an immense amount of patience and which at the same time would require a lot of resilience, right? So one of them could be a new project that you're working on. Um, A painting is something that's really strenuous at some times, right? If you're learning a new language, if you're working out, that takes a lot of time. I know when I started working out when I was 18 years old, I thought I was going to look like The Rock in like two years. And someone told me, oh, no, sure, it's going to take like five, six years. I was like, what? Why is it going to take so long? Because I didn't know that it's going to take some such a long time because I didn't have somebody to guide me through it. And that something new is going to require a lot of patience was new to me. So first of all, I had to make amends with that mental piece, being like, you know what? It's going to take some time. Just accept it. There is no magic pill. There are some magic pills, but you shouldn't take them because of certain <laughs> side effects. But in terms of building resilience and you know coping strategies that we can have in place is by understanding you know what let's accept the stress mm. and then move on because life is stress isn't it? there's hella yeah. stress around 
And it's having that hindsight, knowing that is this gonna bring you stress or is this gonna bring you value? And sometimes it brings you both. But you guys wanna go into some of those things? Yeah, no, I like the, the starting point. Acknowledge it, you know, stress is part of our life now. It, you may have had some stressful experiences in the past. And let's not be, um, this is not groundbreaking news that there may be stress coming up in the future. So we want to get into the strategies and what they are exactly. And different people will have different methods that work mm. for them. So you may be already doing this already. You may have some tactics in place. Um, one thing that's just sprung into my head is some people listen to music just to mm. boost their mood. For sure, I do that. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I love doing that. If you're feeling a little bit low, if you need that little kick, there's nothing better than listening to your favorite tunes. And I think that's, in itself, it is a coping strategy. Yeah. So you, you all may be doing this without even realizing. But the first one is engaging with others. Some people, when they are going through a challenge or they're, or they're going through a stressful period, they want someone to talk to. I know I fall into this category. What about you guys? I like listening to music. <laughs> if I'm working out, then I'm, I'm listening to music. If, I'm, if I've just finished a huge part of my daily task, something i'll listen to music i'll, I'll put the, i yeah. need to have something in the background too much silence gets to me i, I need some sort of like yeah music no i get that i'm quite the opposite so like if i'm stressed about something i just want a little bit of time to myself where i can just have silence mm. but it doesn't yeah. mean that has to be a long period so it might be for a short period of time and then i want to sort of i'll be like okay yeah i'm over it <laughs> yeah. let's carry on and let me continue with life and that's recovery time isn't it yes. how long is your recovery time like, yeah. are you moping around? Okay, not okay, not moping around. That's a bad <laughs> word. Uh, but are you... How long are you going to take? Be down for. Yeah. You're down for, right? Yeah. It's okay. Be down for however long you want to be. But understand that it's better over time if you improve that and shorten it. Because you want to be like... You want to take that hit and then just move on. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. it's a mindset thing though. Because some people will be like, I've got so many things going on in my life. I've got all these different things that are happening and I've got my plate which is really full it's you know common saying that people will say my plate's really full right now but like if you want to focus your energy somewhere and something else happens I mean life is going to happen you might be set out to do something during your day and then something else happens yeah. but how are you coping with that things that are not in your control like last minute things um, that happen they're not in your control how are you coping like how are you working around it to find solutions and I, that's what I think coping is about is finding the right solution to what's in front of you yeah and i totally agree this whole concept on my plate is too full <laughs> we're living in you know a first world country it's let's be very realistic it's not that your plate is full it's because you just can't handle it and your priorities aren't in place yeah so whenever i hear that i'm just like okay you for me it comes down to organization you've got you haven't got that strategy there but i feel like the more resilient you are you've got a challenge you just think on overcoming it you yeah. don't evaluate your plate all of a sudden yeah i didn't know you guys were going to be dropping truth bombs like that um <laughs> yeah. but in terms of you know having that plate full don't eat too much then <laughs> yeah right don't take on so many things yeah. that you can't handle just take it one step at a time no one's said to do so many things at once if you have that mental pressure upon yourselves then i'm sorry but you're the one to blame yeah right and if you can't be harsh with yourself then it's going to become really difficult when the stakes are higher much yeah. later I just feel like with resilience and your coping strategies, how well you cope with it, you can at, you portray that in your communication, in your language. Mm. You know, if you're at work and you've got a challenge, how you'll deal with it is going to reflect upon your peers. 
and they're going to say, you know what, if another challenge comes along, you know what, I want those people around. They want you around mm. versus, you know what, like we've got a challenge, but let's stay away from this person because they do not cope well with a new challenge. Exactly. I hope that makes sense. I've had that at uh, university when you're working with people with projects. You're not going to go to the same person who hasn't yeah. contributed in the right way because you're like, you know, if this guy can't or this person can't figure out the solution to this problem because they don't know how to cope with that challenge. So then you're not going to go to them again for the next project. You realize that this is yeah. the one person that you don't want in your team. Yeah. And ideally, that's important. You, you go through life understanding, is this person the right association? And that could be at work. That could be at business, your love life. And, you know, it's like primarily everything is dating, to be honest. <laughs> if you're going out and buying a new phone, you're dating that phone. You're understanding if this works or not. You're dating that person. You're dating your new friend. Right. In essence, you're getting to know them. Everything is a need-to-know basis. Yes. Right. And that need-to-know basis is only for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. If you're doing it for anybody else, then... You're not doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. Mm. Right. If you're doing it for impressing other people, then there, that, there's no need for that. There's too much energy spent on the wrong vehicle and the wrong motive. Just put your energy into something that's really beneficial for Exactly. Because most people will spend all their energy stressing yeah. about something. It's like you can, you know, transform that energy yeah. into something more productive and something more positive instead of stressing about it maybe something that i like to do if there is something that is stressing me just get a pen and paper and just brainstorm write down everything that is you know giving you that stress making you think getting you anxious and then have a look at that brainstorm and then on another page just break it down into sections be like okay, what can i do to reduce the level of stress in that area mm. like you know it could be I'm getting stressed out because um, I might not be taking care of my health so much. I'm feeling really low because I've not been exercising, etc. Okay, what can I do in place to change that? It's really about having that growth mindset because at mm. the end of the day, we want to be improving. If you're, if you want to just sit there and be like, yeah, I've got stress and just float with it, then that's completely fine. But I'm sure our listeners are, uh, want to know how we can better deal with stress, how we can cope with those things. And it's really about breaking down that larger problem into smaller areas and then finding those small achievable steps to add to your progress. Exactly. And I think it begins with asking yourself that question. If there was a solution to, if there was a solution to your anxiety, what would it look like? Because yes. everybody has a different solution. My one is musical issues, is disengaging, and you're unplugging a bit and yeah. then coming back, right? Yeah. Uh, but Pura, do you want to go into like what your solutions are? I think everyone has their own styles. I like how you guys have singled out yours. My <laughs> mom was the first one, so yeah. engaging with others. Of I course, like yes. to talk things through. Yeah. Whenever I'm a little bit more low, I'm like, yes, I want to engage with others. I want to talk it out, even if it means talking to myself. So, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do that. The next one, so that's the three. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover the fourth one, which is actually avoiding the trigger points. So if there is something that's causing you stress or your coping mechanism, it impacts your coping mechanism, it's actually eliminating those triggers. Yeah. And can you guys think of any examples? Are there any trigger points? I think I meant the one about communication. Yeah. That's a huge thing for me. Like if somebody doesn't respect my time, then I know that it's fine. If they're okay with my absence, then they never really appreciate my presence. Right? So then Mm. it's fine. Let's just walk away from that table. Mm. Like in not being... I'm not trying to say that I don't want that person to do well, but I think I've said this analogy before, right? Um, They're happy where they are in the world. It's just not at my table. I want them to eat, but just not at my table. I saw this quote somewhere, and it was such a powerful quote. I saved it again in my quotes. And it's like, you want everybody to just do well, but you want to make sure that they are doing well with you as long as they want to be with you. 
that's pretty much my trigger point. Like I, there yeah. are a few others, but communication is one of the top most. That's, that's really, really good. And it's also understanding when you're avoiding a trigger point, that can actually be a person as well. Because mm. a person can cause you stress. So you're trying to say, like, if I see someone's face, it just makes me go off. <laughs> it's, we're living in a world where we actually understand what, pe- what the world is made up of people. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So if there is a particular scenario, a particular situation, a particular person that triggers it, you're going to avoid it for your own well-being. I know there's so much on social media about, you know, remove the toxic people. And this leads on to the fifth point, which is letting go. That could actually be letting go of a person, um, a mindset or a situation. Or a negative habit. A negative habit. And it's just how you're going to cope with it. It's all coming into one. It's a very interesting C. This was my favorite when I saw this. I just thought... We need to be educated on this so much more. I, f- I feel like the youth, especially because the book is going into the detail of its younger generation. You know, what are the young people doing? Because when you formulate good habits at that age, as you get you're older, gonna you're going to stick through and you're also going to have more problems in life anyway. That's pretty much natural. But I just love how this is all carved out for the younger you know, age. But how adaptable is it for us as adults? I just love it because... When I first saw this, like, this is very much transferable. Mm. So the seventh C is control. Now, this is quite a, this is a big thing on its own, but what are we able to control in our day and what we aren't? And one example I like to give is I used to get really, like, frustrated with traffic. And it's like, that's not something I can control. I'd be like, why can't these people drive properly? Why is there so much traffic? I'm going to be late. But I can't control that. So what's the point? But what I can control is how I feel towards a situation. And there is no value in being stressed about something that I can't control. It's better for me to maybe turn on the the radio um, and listen to some music or, you know, connect up my phone via Bluetooth and listen to a podcast so that I can be in a better mood. But it's really knowing what you can control and what you can't control. Because in the book, Kenneth Ginsberg stated that when we realize that we can control our decisions and actions, we are actually more likely to know that we have what it takes to bounce back. Yes, 100%. And it's, for me, I understand that control in in the grand schemes of things, we actually do not have much control mm. in our life and how our day goes. I know this is really based on the people around you. There's so many influences, there's so many yeah. factors that can impact your day. But I want to break it down. I want to understand that you can control Maybe not your whole life within one action, but you can control your day. Because I feel like what is life? It's it's a number of good days. You know, what's a good year? It's a number of good months, weeks. It all comes together. But controlling your morning and your evening, that's going to give you a sense of grounding. Because when you feel like you're starting your day on your own terms then whatever life throws at you, you know, you can inhibit and practice Mm. your resilience throughout the day, but you know you've grounded yourself in the morning. And then also within your evening, you can just kind of, it's like opening up as a flower, like in in the beginning of the day, you're just blossoming and then you're at your full capacity and in the evening you're closing again. So it's giving you yourself that self-care to end your day well. I hope that resonates with you all. And I know we will be doing another podcast on morning routines, Mm. evening routines, and how we embody and practice this in different ways. But I I really feel that that sense of control can be achieved within that capacity. Great. I'm a flower then, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
But no, Sunflower. I have blossomed. Yes. <laughs> but no, exactly. I think when you have a morning routine, it tethers you down, right? To understanding, you know, what are your morning habits? You could be doing a skincare routine. You could be reading something in the morning. You could even be getting ready and have music in the background. That's what I do sometimes. Like when I used to get ready for work before everything happened, I would have Spotify playlist mm. running in the background. And it's just soothing music. And as time got closer and closer where I have to leave, it'd be a bit more faster music. Mm. And whereas my night routine would be just relaxing. And there's multiple ways of doing that. So when the gyms were open, I used to go work out straight after uh, coming home from work. So I'd eat and go to the gym. And then I'll spend like, you know, an hour or two max. And I'll work out. That's my winding down period. Mm. I used to do that like four to five times a week. And it was just peace. Like yeah. Knowing that I have, I'm getting stronger. I'm, but now, at home, I've been doing a lot more new things. It's it's been a lot of fun. Just reading a lot of books. I reorganized my wardrobe. I reorganized my bookshelf and color coordinated um, shelves. Revamped my entire bedroom. Got a bonsai tree. So that's a really cool uh, feature in my room where I can water every single morning, prune it, and keep yeah. it really going. And that's a really good uh, activity that I find myself doing because it requires a lot of patience. Mm. And the art of bonsai uh, tree pruning takes a lot of time. You have to be really patient with the tree. And that's something that exactly for, um, helped me, you know, with my night routine and my morning routine. But does anybody else want to share what their morning routines are? Uh, once again, this is, can be a whole podcast on its own. We'll have to do this once again. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do, we'll, we'll tap into this. But for me, I have so many different kind of techniques. It's... I'm a big fan of the 5am club concept yeah. of the, the virtual kind of power hour. And I don't know why I said virtual, but it's just <laughs> because we're virtually connected here. But it's just having that time to myself. So can you see how in amongst this world where there's so much that's out of control, like the current situation we're in, we cannot control it, but we can control our decisions and actions on a daily basis. And always, I think that we all know, and three of us genuinely believe that any action or decision we take, it's within our control yeah. and it's all based around our emotional and how we f- emotional ability and also how we're feeling. So it also grounds you and it makes you a lot more resilient. I, I genuinely believe that because if you're making a decision and you've made it on your own accord through your own thinking, if someone else said something, that's... It shouldn't deter you. Yeah, it shouldn't affect what you're saying or doing. So... Control is one of those wonderful words and also in the, the seven Cs. Also, the decision-making process only gets better with every single decision. You can't be waiting to make the perfect decision because there is no such thing as that. Yeah. There's just a series of good choices, right, that you do in order to achieve a good decision. And I read this, I think Benedict Cumberbatch said it, Sherlock, he said it. It's like, don't go through life trying to make one great decision. Just make a few good decisions and over time you'll see the great result. Mm. Yes. So Sherlock, right? Yeah, (laughs) good reference there. So now we are going to kind of summarize and you guys are all familiar with the sister acronym that we have in place. So Alicia, take it away. Yes, so the S stands for setting your mind to do it, like really understanding that you want to become resilient. Um, And then I is to individualize the key areas you want to become resilient in. It's not that you'll become 
<laughs> resilient in everything straight away. You need to find out what areas you want to focus on and start one at a time and don't overwhelm yourself. S is to sustain the plan for 30 to 90 days and it's really like creating a habit going back to you know our first ap uh, episode hashtag you know throwback but um, sustaining that habit comes from creating it and you know we went through that whole process of how long it takes to do that. T is to test and trial. You might find a way and it might not work out. So it's kind of like trial and improvement. You've got to figure out what's going to work for you. And it might not be the same thing. Like we'll, we'll all try out different things. It doesn't mean the same thing will work for all of us because we're all different people. E is to encourage yourself to keep going. And I think you need to have that personal motivation, but also look for it in others as well to have that encouragement, that self-affirmation. And R is to reap the rewards. And I think when you're put into a situation which tests your resilience, you'll really understand how rewarding it is when you kind of bounce back and your recovery time is really, really you know, short because yeah. we don't want to be wasting our energy being down at something that we can't control. We want to bounce back as quick as we can and just get on with it. Like, you know, life is short. Let's just focus on the positive things. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yes, that was lovely. Also, I'm going to keep adding quotes because, you know, we've read so many books and then there was something that I read somewhere and it said, the day you plant the seed is not the day you reap the rewards. So mm. just be patient. I cannot emphasize how much it's been uh, of a journey to understand what patience is for me, actually. And, you know, for a lot of people obviously don't know who I am and what things, I've, what chapters I've had. But it's not like I've come from, like, you know, a third world country and I've just, you know, grown up in London or something. But I've had a lot of personal challenges. Like one of them was bullying back in like high, you know, high school and understanding that, you know, that recovery time was indeed something that was tested upon mm. when I was really young. So I was like, you know, am I going to let this person hold me down or am I just going to bounce back really quickly? And understanding that if I'm going to be mentally tough and have the acumen to fully become myself, then it'll, it'll be worth that journey. Yeah. And now I can look back on upon it and be like you know what it was fine because i am now because of that person mm. so in a way it was a silver lining but i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> and my kind of final thoughts and um kind of especially going over this conversation it's been so fruitful not just for you guys but also for us but our key motive is to give you some tips and i hope you've enjoyed the concept of the seven c's that build up resilience and for me the most important is what even Alicia covered is that recovery time you know let's be in a position where you know we're in a challenge right now with the current um, health pandemic that's going on how quick is our recovery time are we over the fact that we're in this and this is not going to go away immediately I really feel bring it down to earth because when we chose this topic I just thought it's so current and so needed yeah. right now it is topical yeah, very, very much so. And I feel like if we can help anyone in any way, we hope we've delivered that through this podcast. Yes, definitely. We wanted to give a big thanks to you all for listening to this episode on resilience. We hope that you've learned something new that you can actually apply going forward. And it's quite an intense word when you think, you know, resilience, yeah. but we feel pretty strong about it. And I guess the timing is fantastic. Our goal with this podcast is to provide you with a systematic approach to various things. And we hope we fulfilled that through this episode on developing and maintaining resilience. We'd really appreciate if you could take a few minutes out of your day to rate and review this podcast, share your thoughts and feedback with us because 
you know, we really want to get to know our listeners. So if you have any questions, definitely leave those and feel free to drop your, your questions as well in the comments. And we look forward to speaking to you once again. So take care, everybody, and stay safe. Take care, guys. Bye.